Stab Abby and Matt are on holidays, so here's some of their best bits. Money over everything. Money truly does make the world go round. They say kindness does as well, but, you know, Mm. mainly money. Um, An interesting thread popped up on the internet, um, and I've been reading through it, and it made me realise, like, we are so judgmental as people, even if you don't mean to be. And because this thread is saying... um, the differences between rich people and poor people. Yeah. And if they do exactly the same thing, essentially, <clears throat> but it's called two different things, you know? Like, you judge a, a poor person for it, but you're like, oh, that's that's a rich person, so that's okay. And for instance, it's having fake teeth. If a poor person's got fake teeth, mm. you're like, oh, they didn't, you know, they don't have good dental hygiene. But if a rich person has fake teeth, you're like, oh, how lucky they got cosmetic surgery, got all those sweet veneers. Mm. Often it could be different, though. Like, the poor can be dentures and the, mm. the rich can be veneers. Veneers, yeah. <laughs> but still, having said, it's the same sort of thing, you know? It's mm. like when you are, if you're wearing stilettos before midday and you're poor, that's like, come on. You're a working walk, girl. Walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're wearing them and you're rich, then it's like, oh, what a classy must be, girl. Must be a race day. Mm. Even big celebrities over in um, Hollywood are wearing mm. them to walk the dog. Oh, my God. Oh, that's because in America they haven't been able to go out in a while. They've got expensive <laughs> shoes. They're like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my paper wear down. Imagine mm. that if you bought all, that, all these expensive shoes and then they just sit in your cupboard. <laughs> Rich people in tracksuit pants. Well, that's the thing. Versus poor people in tracksuit pants. Yeah. Being on a first-name basis with a judge. <laughs> ah, See, so yeah. if you're a rich person, all yeah. they've got friends in high places. That's good. Yeah. If one, if one of us was friends, first name basis with a judge, they'd be like, what are you oh, in for? Yeah. Like, hey, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. again. Getting married in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Beyonce you know? and Jay-Z did it. Mm. And for them, you're like, God, they've got a wonderful backyard. Look at that. Isn't it beautiful? If uh, one of us got married, if I got married in my backyard... And they'd be like, the Bogan loves his turf. Mm. He just wanted it in his wedding photos. That's what Scotty wanted. That was his dream. Mm. Uh, not having furniture is one. If you go to a rich person's house and um, they've got no furniture, oh, it's um... you're like, oh, I love your minimalism, mm-hmm. minimalist mm. uh, lifestyle that you live. Mm-hmm. But if a poor person doesn't have it, they'd be like, oh, get some furniture. Mm. Having someone drive you to school pickup. Yes. <laughs> Rich, classy, poor, drunk. Well, that's what they're saying. Police escorts oh, yeah. are fairly oh, different yes. between rich people yeah. and um, and everyday people. Mm-hmm. The other one, and this is a true one because we all, we've all done it, and that's fast food. Mm. If a, a rich guy gets fast food, everyone's like, oh, look at them. They're just like us. We do it with celebrities. Oh, mm. look, they're just in an in out burger. But if there's someone who might be on welfare, we'd be like, God, they really need to make better choices mm. with their money. Can't believe they're doing that. God, such a small difference, isn't it? Yeah. Here's a huge one. Yeah. Trying to avoid paying tax. Mm. You know? Mm. If a rich person does it, you're like, oh, they're good with their money. You know, they're just following the law. Yeah. Um, if a rich person does it, it's a loophole. If, yeah. a, if a poor person does it, it's an audit. Yeah. Well, that's a bank account over in Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Multiple kids to multiple people. No one cares if rich people do it. Um, and this is one I remember as a kid because this was huge in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very lucky that my um, older cousin, his dad was a top accountant and actually uh, pretty good money. Mm. So... 
um, a lot of people would call old clothes vintage. Mm. When I was growing up, they would just hand me hand downs. Hand me downs. <laughs> <laughs> They're your cousins hand me downs, yeah. and they were hand me downs from the, his cousins. Yeah. So. yeah. So I used to have like top brand clothes when I was a kid, mm. but I always had to wait. Like whenever I would see my cousin on school holidays and be yeah. like, he's got a sweet new shirt. Nah, you'd be like, Hopefully he grows out of that soon, yeah. and then that's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. But then it would always be like one or two sizes too big. But you'll you know? grow into it, Matthew. It'll be that's fine ex- one day. That's exactly right. And it wasn't uh-huh. until I read through this list, and yes, okay. they are funny and they're true, but you go, bloody hell, it's mm. so true. Like our judgments on people just with the amount of money that You're they right. Have. So we should judge rich people better. Yeah, we should. I mean, bring them down. Bring them back down yeah, to our level. What are you having, hamburger yeah. and your stilettos yeah, yeah. at 12 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon? Oh, <laughs> you're on drugs. You're a junkie. Oh, oh, you've got money on drugs. Oh, you've got troubles. Do mm-hmm. you? You're just troubled. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi, Lenny. I'm Lenny. The love god. There's a lot of buzz around Lenny. We're talking about Tinder's feature where you can uh, pair up uh, on your star sign. It mm. gives you that information and then you can maybe unmatch with someone. You said that no guy's interested in star sign like girls are and Lenny called up, who we've now nicknamed Lenny the Love God, and said this. Man, I can't believe you don't believe in star signs, man. You see, um, with the relationships I've had in the past, the best one is with my wife, Layla, from Runcorn. Hey, I love you, honey. Well done, Lenny. <laughs> so you just got to say sorry. You said there was going to be no guys. Yeah, apologise to Lenny, who's yeah. amazing. I... Yeah, I'm a very passionate 48-year-old guy, and I love yeah. star signs. Lenny, you know as Leo, I ain't giving you no apologies. <laughs> oh, you... As a Leo, I know that you don't take people, uh, you don't take fools. Uh, Lenny, the love god, joins us. Now, Lenny, you're the love god by night. What do you actually do during the day for work? Good morning. Yes, I work for, uh, as a delivery and dispatch driver for Spiro's Fresh Wholesale Fruit and Vegetables. Nice, just there at the Rockley Market. At the Rockley Market. Yeah, follow us on FB, call Spiro James Palumas. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) You guys are struggling a bit through COVID with your, with the cafes being shut. So if you, if you do love your fruit and veg, make sure you get on there and support them. And not just support them, maybe get down and get a bit of a free reading. Well, well, whatever makes you uh, feel that. Happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we've got a heap of people who are, they're going to tell you their star sign and their partner's star sign, and you're going to say whether or not you think they're compatible <laughs> because of their star signs and what to watch out for, because you picked your wife based on star signs. All right, Eden in Mount Cotton, what's your star sign and what's your partner's? Yeah, so I'm a Leo and my partner is a Scorpio. Okay, so you're opposite already, fire and water sign. Yeah. So a Leo is the passionate and exuberant person, so full of excitement <laughs> and energy. Yeah, and then your <laughs> your and and your your partner being a Scorpio is intuitive and emotional. Mm-hmm. From my experience, Scorpio is a person who is a very analytical person and they'd observe first. But as a, a Leo, you'd explode and you won't give them a time to express themselves. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So oh. when 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 a Leo uh, gets to that point, the Scorpio will shut down, but then we'll speak to you afterwards and and relay how they feel. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can have better understanding with each other. So you're yeah. saying the Leo needs to just relax, chill. Yeah, <laughs> give much. Yourself be more chill. <laughs> you have to have an open mind and be conscious about what it is that you say to each other. Yeah. Initiate, initiate love first. You know. Mm. Is it yeah. true though, as well, Lenny, that Scorpio is the most um, best in the bedroom star sign? They say. That would be something that you're fellow uh, Leo would have to express. Uh, Leo, <laughs> is your partner, the Scorpio, the best you've ever had? 
Uh, no. <laughs> oh, not convincing. Yep. Let's get rid of that. Yep. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sure. Oh, sorry. Yep. All right. Ashley, into Galva. <laughs> what star sign are you and what's your partner's? Hey, I'm a Sagittarius and I've recently started seeing someone who's an Aries. Um, and I know that we're both fire signs. I just wanted to know, being two fire signs, what's your take on this kind of um, partnership being mm. so fiery? If you're both fiery, then somebody has to just initiate a sense of responsibility in terms of listening. So okay. which, of the, which of the two of you listens? And which of the... Because oh. you're both leaders, pretty much. Yeah. As an Aries, you like to take over and you have your set of lists. This needs to be followed. And, and your Sagittarius is pretty much kind of a little bit laid back and be taken by you. But whoever, the two of you who listens first, you'd have to initiate a bit of... Um, a sense of sophistication. No. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So when you approach emotionally, because there's one thing when you're being, uh, you have a work ethic. Let's let's put it to work. You, as an Aries, you'd follow a set a set of rules. You'd have your lists. But um, when it comes emotionally, you have to do opposite to that. You know, and uh, approach. What is it that that your partner is into? You get to know and follow a list that's to do with the emotions more than just the practical stuff. Right. So, Ashley, tell your partner that Lenny said he needs to follow your rules. <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> well, because the woman is always right. They're yeah. the most powerful yeah. human beings in the world. You know? I'm a Gemini. I just heard what I wanted yeah. to. Lenny, I don't know. He's Lenny to love God for a reason. He knows. Uh, whatever, whatever she wants, she gets. Roger, in New Farm, what's your compatibility uh, question for Lenny to yeah. love God? Yeah, Lenny, um, I'm an Aries and my partner's a Taurus. Having a Taurus also, they're very passionate and when they love, they really love, okay? But when you fight, you fight like cats and dogs. <laughs> yep. Yep. Accurate. In some form of way, as an Aries, because Aries tend to be dominant leader, you have to find a way in which you step back and let your partner be the leader Okay. Yeah. 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 Don't 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 nag. I mean, men men have this way of saying something and explodes in a woman's brain later on, and then all of a sudden you have a fight like two weeks later, and then you don't know what had happened. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Lenny the Love God, uh, the delivery driver for Spirit, the Rockley Markets, mate. Lovely to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's a wonderful experience to be with you all, and you you provide a good. A vibe to everybody in Brisbane, especially in today's uh, times, and uh, I'm happy to have been on your show. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That's not funny. Yeah, that's not funny. You cannot joke about that. That's not funny. Sometimes we just go to cliches when we find out what someone does for a living, or it might be in a different situation. And I have to apologise because I did it the other day. Oh, yeah? And, you know, soon after you say that, you go, oh, that's not funny. He would get that all the time, yeah. and it's not funny. But uh, we were lining up at, um, at, at our local IGA, Chris's IGA, down at uh, Karina. There was, there's a coffee shop, and mm-hmm. it's a great coffee shop, and everyone is sort of lined up while doing social distancing, especially because police officers were there. So everyone was keeping a bit of a distance. Yeah, you've got to be careful at the coffee shops. Police officers yes. are always going to pick up because their Because when caffeine. they were there, they, everyone was like, oh, 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 oh look around. And he goes, I'm just here for coffee, guys. <laughs> they're like, sure, no worries. But my son wants to be a police officer, so he's very obsessed. So stood next to him, wanted to ask some questions and all this. And he was going on about what he was having, which was really nice. Like, that's my gun, that's my handcuffs. And what do I say? <laughs> Can't take those home, can you? 
Well, that's not that? true. You actually can, and my wife loves it. <laughs> he said, no, you sign them in every night. I got a 251, a uh, mother hitting on me. Uh, <laughs> it's just such a, like, you know, when you just go... <laughs> yeah, you just oh. say it. It's bad. And then you just go, oh, that's uh, not funny. He would get that every time. You got a head for radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut up. And 131060 if you'd like to contribute. Maybe a joke that you have said where you're like, oh, why did I say that? Or something that you get every time you tell people what you do for work. A, this is a public service. You want to tell people that's not funny. Mm. Mm. Stop saying it. Mm. When I worked at Subway, you can imagine. Oh, the old football. Can I see your six inch? Yeah. That one's still funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, to you, but if you're, if you're behind a counter yeah. at Subway yeah. and you've okay. just done an eight hour shift yeah. just before clothes, you don't want another six inch no, joke. Oh, look, they're, they're all funny the first time. Mm. That's the thing. It's a repetition. Is it funny the first hundred times? It's mm. after a hundred, you're like, okay. That's when you snap. Yeah. Mm. Um, right, here's that classic. Mm. This will be the last one. All right, last one. We don't want to waste them all. And I'm, I'm bad for this, and I want to apologise to everyone, because I have a check account. Mm. Oh, you know? sorry. Um, will that be uh, check or savings? <laughs> oh, spendings, hey? All I'll do is spend. The missus spends right, it up Can you just tap and go, please? Spendings. <laughs> 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 Oh, that lady at uh, Bunnings. I swear to God, she's going to throat punch me one day. <laughs> it's like, stop it. Whenever, it's not a, um, not a work one, but whenever you wear camo pants, oh. where are your legs? <laughs> you say that. I know. Every time. So good. It is not <laughs> funny. So in other words, has Stav said anything to you? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, switchboard lighting up. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That's not funny. Yeah, that's not funny. You cannot joke about that. That's not funny. Maybe it's even grandparents. They mm-hmm. often do it. Um, and we're saying in your job, when you tell people what they, you do for a living, what's that, that comment they say to you where you're like, <laughs> that's really not funny. I mean, you never tell them it's not funny. You just laugh. Yeah, you uh, just laugh. Get rid of them. <laughs> okay. uh, Jamie's on from Deception Bay. You want to do a public service announcement? Yes, I'm a phlebotomist, and I'm sick of being called a vampire. It's funny for the first, like, three times. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I you, said that. You, yeah, um, yeah. I realise you've said all yeah. of them. When, when we were all going to get our blood taken together. I, yeah. said, yep. I said to the lady, so obviously you have to uh, get into work before the sun comes up. And, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I throw in the joke of, oh, I'm hungry for lunch if I'm with people. <laughs> <laughs> a phlebotomist obviously takes blood, but um, do you get yep. bo- bottom jokes too? Um, not necessarily, actually. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie would have. <laughs> Jeff in Narangba, what did you get that uh, is just not funny? Well, I used to be a police officer, so um, my pet peeve was when you were like, walking out in shopping centres and stuff like that, and like Mum tells little Timmy, "Be good, or the policeman's going to take you away." <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm that, sorry. That, that used to yeah, yeah. really, really, really bug me because you know you might find you know something like, like Mum's phone might have been stolen a week ago, and you might find it at a crook's house. You go to return it, and you go to the door, and little Timmy comes to the door and freaks out. And <laughs> <goes> off. <laughs> okay. Not telling your kids that the police are going to take them away. Okay, that, you, that's, that's not what we want. Because right. they, I think they even did a public service announcement saying, "Don't say it," because we want yeah. we want mm. them to come up to that's us. Right. In yeah, an emergency, exactly. we don't want them to yeah. run the opposite way. Um, so that's good. So though. parent yourself. Imagine <laughs> that though, as a parent, you'd be able to go, "Told you, Tim. Told you, mate. You're on you're on a <laughs> nice edge." No, that's a public announcement. Thank you, because I won't <laughs> do it you, anymore. Jeff. Uh, Regan in Zilmia, what do you got that's not funny? 
Oh, we we build smart homes, like luxury luxury homes, and when it's time to bring in the flat screen TV, every tradie on site has to come up with, oh, yeah, my ute's just over there, mate. <laughs> two or three times a day. It's not funny, guys. Please stop. If you've got your work radios on, it's not funny. Fair enough. I'll take yeah. that off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, that's a, another one with a pizza guy, like in a, an apartment complex. Mm. Yes, when yeah, I'll take that off your hands. Uh, if you can't find the owner of that, swing past here. Why do you have to put on the voice? You would have said it before. Was he putting on a voice? Lena in Thornlands. What's the comment you get that's just not funny? Well, we used to work um, in an industry where we did hearing checks. So we'd stand outside the store, and as you walk past, we ask you for a free hearing check. Customers would turn around and say, I can't hear you. (laughs) Hilarious. Ah, (laughs) Not funny. Not funny. Now I'm I'm stuck, Lena, because I get bailed (laughs) up in Mount Omni all the time by that place there. Oh, do you? Yeah, because there's a hearing place there. And I've always said, no, thank you. I can't. I'm busy. But... Maybe go flip it the other way. Go like, who said that? I can't see anything. <laughs> well, I respond with, I didn't say anything. Oh, oh yeah. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The numerous allegations that have erupted against Ellen DeGeneres. Former and current employees of the show shared their stories of a toxic workplace environment. Started earlier on the year, there was a Reddit feed, and then all these employees came out. The network's currently investigating to find out if there's any truth, but we wanted to know from an ex-employee. Anonymous, who was a camera operator, joins us right now. Good morning. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Good. How, how long were you on the show for? Um, I worked there for a little over a year. Kind of uh, like the devil's wear, wears Prada. Everyone's <laughs> trying to make it to the year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, why was it Was it that? Did we run probation for some time? Uh, no, it's just uh, a badge of honor to make it through that and have it on your resume. <laughs> really? Wow. Tell, tell us honestly... Is it as horrible as we're reading? Because I've watched the show um, up until recently, read a lot of things about Ellen DeGeneres, and I get a warm vibe. But as someone who was there on set, are the things we're now hearing about her correct? There are definitely stories coming out from ex-employees who I think uh, it's important to read their stories and listen to their truth and believe them. I think it's really disappointing that there's sort of an anti-believing story of these victims and the hashtag I stand by Ellen movement has gained so much momentum. Uh, and I think it's really disappointing that people aren't believing these victims who are coming forward and telling you their truth. Yeah, well, it's it's a bit of a hard one with that because she has built this persona of kindness for so long that when you do hear that these stories, it is jarring. But the other side of it is that it, it's more of the producers that are causing the toxic uh, workplace environment but you would you would say that Ellen would know what was going on on her own show, wouldn't you? Um, no, I I don't think that Ellen knows what's going on in her own show at all. I think honestly, Ellen has no idea who most of the staff even are, um, and I think that there's a couple examples that you can see of that. You can see on David Letterman's Netflix promo, she walks around the offices and you know really has no idea who we are. So is it a case of? Like you said, everyone wants to get on the show for longer than a year. It's a badge of honour. It's such a highly regarded show that the producers are so ruthless. They're so trying to please, I guess, Ellen, that they have taken it on board to be the Devil Wears Prada um, employers. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, at the show there's definitely a culture of competition. And you're constantly reminded that as an employee, you are so unimportant and the show is this towering behemoth that 
will succeed with or without you. I mean, you're just constantly told there's a line out the door for your job, and if you don't like it here, you can leave. Mm. And that's the internal sort of message. Right. Now, hearing those words, it does sound horrendous and it doesn't sound great. But in entertainment, unfortunately, sometimes there is a little bit of that. There are so many people who want to work in it and there are so few jobs. Don't you feel the employees at times, it's their choice to stay if they don't like it? They, they don't have to stick around, but they want to be in the business, so therefore they persevere. So don't, don't you think there should sometimes be responsibility on, on people like yourselves staying in that culture? Sure. I think that the film industry is a really hard industry to make it in, and you do things to push yourself up the ladder that other industries would you know, never dream of. A 10-hour schedule is considered you know, very relaxed for the film industry, and that's the schedule that the Ellen show exists on. Um, but it's more than that. It's more like when you are asking for certain basic rights, like you're asking to be paid for your overtime or you're asking for water on a hot day on a hot set. And you're being told things like, you know, if you don't like it here, there's the door. Who are the people that used to say that? Would you have kind of, like, was it a hierarchy? You'd have line managers, so you wouldn't even speak to the executive producers? Like, who was in charge of you then? Um, There are different managers. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a message that's passed on throughout the hierarchy. It's not just the executive producers. Because a lot of the people that are saying, like, I stand with Ellen, uh, there's a lot of top celebrities, I guess, Mm. like A-grade celebrities. Would have people been Mm -hmm. treated differently when they came to set, depending on who they were? 100%. I mean... People like Ashton Kutcher and Katy Perry have no idea what it's like to be an Ellen staffer. And it's really unfair that they say things like, oh, she treated me with respect and therefore she should be treating everyone with respect. I was not treated in any way similar to how Ashton Kutcher and his team was treated on this show. Right now we're on the air with Anonymous, who uh, was a camera assistant uh, on the Ellen DeGeneres show for a year. We've spoken a lot of the culture behind the scenes, but did you ever get to meet Ellen herself and what was your interaction with her like? Uh, Absolutely not. This is a question that I received many, many times from friends and family when I worked on the show and people are really excited to know, have you ever met her? No, I uh, wasn't even allowed in the same room as her. Most people are told when Ellen enters a room, you and your entire crew need to leave. Wow. Also completely vacate the room. Do you get a warning that she's coming or you just see her and you have to run? No, you just see her and you have to run. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. sometimes her uh, bodyguards come forward first and you kind of see them and then you know to leave, but that's it. They need an Ellen alarm. <laughs> well, Ellen's it, is, coming. it is a weird culture, but it's obviously something that everyone has created. Like, mm. I guess it needs to start from her and it's something that maybe she didn't have time or a desire to talk to anyone, but it feels like it has bred through the show Mm. to create this fear as well. I think that there's a big aspect of competition. And to go back to kind of the uh, atmosphere of the film industry, it is expected that, you know, you'll put 110% into your job and you'll try to come up with the funniest uh, lines and the best ideas. But the culture at Ellen is really pitting people against each other. Mm. So instead of collaborating and coming up with great ideas, people are blaming others for their mistakes Mm. and presenting group ideas as their own and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be that way at all. I had a friend who worked on the Elvis movie um, here in um, Queensland with Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks would mingle 
he would have lunch with the cast and sit down with the cast and crew and chat with like like he was just one of the the crew. Yeah, I mean, I have worked with other celebrities who are very different from Alan. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Numerous allegations that have erupted against Ellen DeGeneres. Former and current employees of the show shared their stories in a toxic workplace environment. Every day there's someone else who's come out to speak about Ellen DeGeneres. And right now we are on the air with Anonymous, who was a camera operator on the show. There would have been a, such a desire to get on the show, though. Do you think that people have just had this expectation that they're going to go on this warm, fuzzy show, everyone's going to be loved, it's going to be like a big family? You would have been so excited to get the job initially. Yeah, I was very excited, to. I mean, it was a huge step in my career and very exciting. And, I mean, that's another one of the number one questions that you get when you tell people you work for the job. The first question is, have you ever met Ellen? Yeah. And the second question is, isn't it just wonderful? <laughs> Don't you laugh all the time? Yeah. Do you ever get pranked? And honestly, I'm guilty of perpetuating this same cover-up by letting people think that my job was a dream come true. Mm. Yeah. You're still in the business now? I am for now. Uh, maybe not after this interview. <laughs> 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 is there anyone else who you've worked for who you think is going to get uncovered? Um, I mean, I don't want to speculate on other people that I've worked for. I know that this is one of the largest crews that I've ever worked on because people really underestimate how much staff The Ellen Show has. Hmm. And so it's difficult when you have this culture and the hundreds of people working for her to, you know, not have these scandals come out eventually because you have hundreds of people. But in your experience, there's been no other shows that have had things like this happen. No, I've never experienced anything like The Ellen Show. Wow. There's other things that are being covered up within the show. Um, the other day, you guys talked about the uh, letter from Ellen's past DJ talking about how he supported his ex-coworkers. And you kind of brought up the question of, you know, whether, why haven't people come forward before? And why didn't people speak up against the sexism and racism that they witnessed? And honestly, people have come forward. I came forward to my manager. I told her about some sexist behavior that I was experiencing. And I was told that befriending that person would boost my status within the company. Wow. Wow. And what do I do after that? Do I go to the press? Mm. Me, someone who nobody knows against a world famous television show? Hmm. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we were saying about him, you know, that he, he hated his experience, but he went back on the show. But you think there was many times that they've spoken up to management, done the right thing, and it's been brushed aside. Absolutely. Yeah, and I guess there is, you know, as 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 big as Hollywood is in our eyes, it still is a case of a small industry, so people would be fearful of not getting more work if you yeah. get a good reference from the Ellen Show. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you think... This is the end of the Ellen DeGeneres show? Uh, do I think it's the end? Probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you think with all of this, it'll still manage to come through? I think that what I've seen with the hashtag I stand by Ellen movement and other things like that, people are so willing to buy into her kindness brand that they're really ignoring the human beings that work to make that exist. Mm. And if they're willing to do that now with you know, more than 30, 30 to 50 people coming forward and saying, this is what it was like. I just, I have a hard time believing that it will go away. But then again, when I worked there for as long as I did, I was told constantly, like, we will go on without you. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to know once the network has started doing their own internal investigation, what they find. Or what they want to find. Want to find, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your um, honesty. We appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Uh, there, there she is calling in all the way from LA. Anonymous, who was an assistant camera operator for the Ellen DeGeneres show. I guess we are nothing like the Ellen DeGeneres show here at B105, but we we have producers that work on our show. Yeah. And I think we could confidently say if we saw sexual misconduct or bullying that was going on, we would 100% stand up and we would say something. Of course we do. We don't have the... The status or the desire. Not even the mean, status. We, it's just, yeah. I think, in if you saw it, if and I would hope that if Ellen saw it in her, with her own eyes, mm. it would be something that you would have a discussion about. You wouldn't just walk past mm. it. It was a culture that was created. I believe yeah. that she created a very high expectation culture mm. and then it bred onto other people and I think she was proud of the success and yeah. proud of them being such a, a bulldog, so to speak. That she encouraged it. Just as long as it's not Oprah next, I can't take it. Like <laughs> anything's Definitely possible, mate. Not. Yeah, we'll probably have to ask our producers. Are you happy, Siobhan? Yeah, are you happy? Don't no. look me in the eye when you we're answer. Out of time. But... We're out of time. Here comes the break. Stop, I'll be in my B one oh five.